0: because it is God's power for salvation to everyone who believes.
1: Another just informed talk radio show with your hosts Craig James and Nick. No, today is Monday, and we have a lot to unpack. A lot happening over the weekend. A lot of things that we weren't able to cover on Friday, mainly because they all took place after the show aired. But big, big ruling came down. Trump ordered to pay three hundred and fifty plus million dollars for his activities uh, in New York City specifically taking loans from banks who willingly gave loan gave the loans to trump and which he paid back on time with interest uh apparently that is a crime in new york city and we're going to talk about how that's a crime that now if they wanted to they can go after every other real estate investor in new york and basically uh you know find them for the crime of doing business with banks which is an interesting twist on things. We're going to talk about that a little bit. Plus we have a bunch of stories we have uh, an interesting story about perhaps what's coming up economically. BlackRock is getting stronger ev- as every day goes by and uh, they may be trying to pull something similar to what we saw back in 2008. We're going to talk to Nick about that. He's going to break that down for us. We have some interesting info on it. Plus we have a, a bunch of other stories. Uh, are they going to bring back COVID? I don't know, but they're already working on bird flu research with Chinese scientists uh, that are linked to the CCP, but no big deal. Uh, everybody just ignore that. We better focus on that dastardly Putin and him executing his political enemies. We're going to talk about Alexei Navalny, the uh, opposition figure in russia who was assassinated in uh his prison or killed or he died right but they say he's an assassination putin did it well we're going to talk about not only the hypocrisy of it all but uh how they keep trying to distract us with what's happening uh in other countries while our own country is being ran like a corrupt kleptocracy but we have have a lot to cover uh and before we get there i want to bring our get our uh co-host nick no on nick uh what What do you think about today's show? I mean, we got a lot to cover, and uh, I I think we have a lot to get down into, right?
2: Yes, absolutely, Craig. I've got to talk to everybody, or at least everybody here, about what's potentially going to be happening here with uh, the economy. There's been a lot of people selling off their stock right now, to include politicians and other people. Um, And uh, there's a reason for that, and I'll get into that. Here shortly.
1: Good. We're gonna get into that and much more. But before we go there, I want to say thank you to everybody listening. If you're listening live, 1360 AM here on the front range from Colorado to Wyoming and Nebraska. Thank you to you guys. We really appreciate it. If you want to call or text, you can text the phone number eight seven seven five three six thirteen sixty. 1360 Again, Eight seven seven five three six thirteen sixty 1360 is the number if you want to call or text, and then we can talk about what your thoughts are on what's going on here. But with that being said, I also want to thank everybody watching on the live stream. If you guys haven't already, please smash that subscribe button, pound that subscribe button, and and, and destroy the like button. <laughs> supposed to say these words, right? But no, do it, and uh, make sure you you follow us on those platforms as well. And if you want, um, pretty much all of the stuff we go through here on the channel is posted to my social media at Twitter, aka X. Uh, you can find me at the handle at Just Informed the Number One. At Just Informed the Number One is where you can find me over there. So uh, give me a follow over there. And, uh, it's a great place. If you have any tips you want to drop, my DMs are open. Please feel free to write me and uh, give me any information you have. And uh, hat tip to, to anybody out there who has done that already. Uh, we're listening. Thank you. Appreciate it. You know who you are. Okay. Um, Nick. Nick, Nick, Nick. We have a lot to cover here today. And I want to start with this $355 million settlement. Uh, this has just been brought down on Friday. The judge and Goron, the obviously biased, left-wing liberal activist judge in this case, has made a ruling against Donald Trump's organization, declaring that Donald Trump, for the crime of doing business with a bank in New York, is uh, owing the state355 million dollars, and then other I think there's 10, mil- 10 million more that is going to be taken from his kids. This is a, one of the wildest cases I've ever seen. Trump came out with a statement saying that, you know, this is ridiculous, this is crazy, how could this happen? Uh, I can play it here real quick. It's it's a, a few minutes, but I want to play at least a part of it because I want to give you an idea of what Trump's facing. But to summarize, in the case in New York, Donald Trump took out a loan, right, I think a few loans by Stating the value of his asset at X amount of dollars, which the bank agreed to, and also then agreed to loan him the money, which he then used to build a building and pay back with interest on time. And everybody was happy except the Soros uh, attorney general, Letitia James, and her uh, minions, henchmen, who wanted to destroy Trump and campaigned on that literal promise And not only campaigned on that promise, but campaigned in the most uh, racist, humanly possible way you could ever imagine. Uh, She came out and said, basically, that we have to go after all of the male, pale, and stale people in politics, which is just a complete racist statement, but that's okay, because that's what she campaigned on, and she followed through on it. And uh, let's go ahead and play real quick... A couple minutes of Trump explaining what he's facing. Listen to this here.
3: Well, thank you very much. A New York State judge just ruled, and he's crooked as you can get. And a lot of people expected something like this, but not for the amount. Uh, but this is a very dishonest man. This is a man that's been overturned already on this case four times. But a crooked New York state judge just ruled that I have to pay a fine of $355 million for having built a perfect company. Uh, Great cash, great buildings, great everything. It affects New York. It's mostly talking about New York, where we have a totally corrupt attorney general. She campaigned on the fact that I will get Trump, I will get Trump. Everybody's seen it. Leticia James. They've all seen it. Well, we'll be appealing, but more important than that... This is Russia, this is China, this is the same game. all comes out of the DOJ, it all comes out of Biden. It's a witch hunt against his political opponent, the likes of which our country has never seen before. You see it in third-world countries. Banana republics, but you don't see it here. So, I just want to say this. You build a great company, there was no fraud. The banks all got their money, 100%. They love Trump. They testified that Trump is great, great customer, one of our best customers. They testified beautifully. And the judge knows that. He's just a corrupt person. And we knew that from the beginning. We knew it right from the beginning because he wouldn't give it to the commercial division. This judge thought Mar-a-Lago is worth $18 million and it's worth anywhere from 50 to 100 times that amount. So we realized that. He ruled against me before he even got the case. He ruled against me, said I was guilty. He didn't know what I was guilty of before he even got the case. And Letitia James, that's another case altogether. She's a horribly corrupt attorney general, and it's all having to do with election interference. There were no victims because the banks made a lot of money. They made $100 million. And by the way, I paid approximately $300 million in taxes as the migrants come in and they take over New York. I paid over this period of years over $300 million in taxes, and they want me out. Oh, let's see if we can get them out. These are radical-left Democrats. They're lunatics. And it's election interfering. So I just want to thank you for being here. Uh, We'll appeal. We'll be successful, I think, because, frankly, if we're not successful, New York State is gone. People are moving out of New York State. And because of this, they're going to move out at a much faster rate.
1: Yeah, I think Trump's on to something there. As Kathy Hochul, the governor of New York, is in crisis mode. She's come out now and said that uh, you have nothing to fear uh, to all of the other real estate investors in New York City. They're not going to go after you for this crime. It's selective prosecution of Trump for election interference. So don't worry. Your business is safe. Right, Nick?
2: I saw that. She said
1: that it's only for him. Can can you believe she said it out loud? (laughs) These people are not the brightest, it seems. Anyway, we're going to talk about that and more. Stay tuned. Mama
4: told me.
0: the Podesta emails, Epstein Island, Hunter's Laptop, the 2020 stolen election. What truths are they hiding? Find out this and more on Just Informed Talk Radio, weekdays from 7 to 9 a.m.
1: your hosts Craig James and Nick. No, Nick, you know, before the break, I was playing a clip of Trump explaining how they're going to appeal this crazy ruling. $355 million. Wow. But that's not even the most interesting part. As we talked about going into the break, New York Governor Kathy Hochul came out to reassure business owners in New York that they have nothing to fear after the state's attorney general took Trump to the cleaners for $355 million for doing The crime of committing business in new york with banks that is something you don't want to do in new york i guess now uh because as we talked about before it's wild but what they've just pulled off with this case against trump in new york city now assuming it's going to get appealed but if it doesn't it sets a precedent that they can go after literally anybody with who is a real estate investor who's taking a loan out from the bank they could just say your asset that you used as uh, collateral to take your loan is worth less than you stated it was, thereby committing fraud, and they can basically take your business away, which is insane. But what's even crazier, Nick, is what you pointed out as we were talking about this going into the break, that Kathy Hochul, there's such a backlash to this because people are freaking out, rightfully so, that she had to come out and say, don't worry, we only did this to Trump to commit election interference. We're not going to do it to anyone else. Well, I guess unless you cross Kathy Hochul or Letitia James or one of these other left-wing lunatics the wrong way, then they might come after you too. So just be careful and keep that in the back of your mind. Is this not insane, Nick?
2: Yeah, and they can say until they're blue in the face that they only targeted Trump, but if you're associated with him or you support him in any way, then I'm sure that you'd be targeted too, just like the IRS does and – all these other government, uh, organizations, the FBI, um, and now New York city is specifically targeting him. So I don't think he's ever going to have to pay that. However, um, yeah, it is chilling to all the real estate developers. You know, I, have got a about nine credit hours in real estate development, uh, a master's degree. And in the beginning that I've learned from it is that, uh, for the funding, you typically, um, you, you, go to the bank, you tell them your investment, you have all the numbers, um, right there in front of you. And, and, um, you know, it, it has the expectation of when you'll have, uh, renters, if you're making a, a commercial or a commercial, uh, housing unit, uh, place that, uh, you know, you have all the numbers worked out. And so long, the the expectation, the only one that's really variable is how soon people will be filling those um, those units that are available for rent. So what they are trying to do is say his valuation was incorrect and, and his is based upon uh, club membership and other things like that, which is basically uh, practically impossible to even quantize uh, quantize so um his trump's best guess is their best guess i mean they you know they can look at his projections and everything but you know there's not really many no, I mean, examples that even exist
1: you're right it's totally subjective and it's wildly inappropriate that they even got this far with the case other than it is election interference and they were committing that uh for on behalf of the democrats but you know who summed it up perfectly nick I have this clip here from Kevin O'Leary, the famous shark from Shark Tank. If you guys don't watch that show, uh, it's it's okay. You know, Mark Cuban's kind of a lefty, and they're all a bunch of left-wing dingbats, but it, it's entertaining at minimum. And Kevin O'Leary even came out and said, this is wild, and I want to play his explanation for why this is crazy that this is all happening, and that there's only one way you can understand it. I mean, the conclusion from what I hear Kevin O'Leary say is that this is election interference. This is purely... Uh, uh, you know, politically targeted, and it has nothing to do with anything other than that. Uh, Listen to Kevin O'Leary explain this.
6: And let's leave out politics and just talk about what happens in real estate development anywhere. So – If you're a developer and you've got a building on on a block anywhere in America and it's worth let's say five hundred million dollars and you want to build a building right beside it you go to the bank and say this building is worth five hundred million dollars I'd like to borrow a construction finance loan against this asset and I want you to tell me it's worth five hundred million too." and the bank negotiates with you and says well no we think it's worth four hundred million and you fight it out you're always trying to show your assets in the brightest light with the sunshine you can possibly determine for them. You want them to be worth the very most, because you're only going to get a forty or fifty percent loan to value as it's called. Then you borrow that money, in the case of a five hundred million dollar asset, maybe you get two hundred and fifty million, and you build a new building with a construction finance loan. And so that's what this case is all about. What and, and by the way, forget about Trump every single real estate developer everywhere on earth does this they always talk about their asset being worth a lot and the bank says no that's just the way it is So, in this case when I'm trying to figure out and I'm not pro or con or I don't care about the politics who lost money nobody the bank got paid back the construction finance loan and a new building was built and if, if you're going to sue this case and win, you've got to sue every real estate developer everywhere. This is all they do. This is what they do all day long, every day. So I don't think this thing will ever survive appeal, regardless of what the fine is. This doesn't even make sense. Now, look, I know Trump's got a lot of problems in other indictments and everything else, but... But this, if you're a real estate developer, you're watching this, you're saying, what is this? This is ridiculous.
1: Well, there's Kevin O'Leary on it. I mean, you know, it's funny because as right and as correct as he is in that assessment, and and this probably will be overturned on appeal, I would would imagine, because there's no merit to the case. Uh, You know, the fact that Kathy Hole came out to reassure New Yorkers that they're not going to be going after them is just validation confirmation that this was election interference right nick
2: yeah and as he said um you know there was nobody that was damaged there's no damage to anybody um you know and so for them to go after him there's there's no due process you have the right to face your accuser and there is nobody other than the government or the city accusing him of anything, and um, so they made up a crime essentially, or made up a
1: yeah. But uh, he said mean tweets, so we got to take three hundred fifty million. I want to put it all in perspective for everyone out there. So back in two thousand seven, and I understand inflation, so you know, take it all uh, kind of with a grain of salt. But just for reference, Nick, let, let's put this on a scale of things. Right in two thousand seven, OxyContin, the, the maker of OxyContin, Purdue Pharma. Uh, They actually were uh, pled guilty to a felony charge of mislabeling their product, which led to the deaths of thousands of innocent, uh, uh, you know, drug addicted young men and women across this country. And you know what their fine was for doing that, Nick? They were fined uh, just a little north of six hundred million dollars. So you're telling me that Trump for taking a loan out repaying it on time with interest and building a building to add to the new york skyline that his crime was half as bad as selling a drug that killed thousands of americans across the country and that it warranted a 350 million dollar fine i mean that's just putting it in context for everyone out there right i mean this is crazy nick
2: Yeah, and there's big drug companies. They don't care because it's only 1% of their profits. It's just a part of doing business, and that's what we get when we have corporations treated as people. But when it comes time for the criminal prosecution, nobody's in jail. You can't even put the company in jail. Do something, you know. Uh, But, you know, with with Purdue Pharma and that whole debacle, um, my cousin, he got into a car accident uh, years ago and – after that, they gave him some pain medication, and um, and then uh, from there he became addicted. And then over time, it eventually had him seeking uh, you know uh, street drugs to to uh, satiate his addiction. And he ended up dying because uh, I, we don't know for sure, but it's likely it had fentanyl in it.
1: Oh, man. So been, I'm very directly sorry for your affected. Yeah, I know. I mean, think about that. I mean, not just the people who died from OxyContin overdoses, but the people who died from getting addicted to the pain pills that then led them to get onto other drugs, which then, like your cousin, ended up passing away. That's, that's okay. Only $600 million slap on the wrist for them. And, you know, they're a multibillion-dollar company. They'll be all right. But with Trump, you know, again— taking a loan out, paying it back on time with interest, with no victim in the case, just a, uh, uh, you know, all sore, bent out of shape Soros attorney general and her minions effectively waging a campaign of election interference. But that's fine. That's totally cool. And uh, there, there are other stories, though, Nick, but I just wanted to start there with that because i thought it was interesting and uh worth kind of going over since it kind of all happened right after we our show on friday so i wanted to make sure we touched on that now there's a lot of other things happening of course world war 3 escalating across the globe uh the us coming out now and uh, a, a top general admitting on undercover camera that uh soros finance nonprofit was caught in a global election interference scheme as retired general Wesley Clark admits interfering in elections in Italy Greece and Hungary so we already established this what happened in Ukraine what's happened in other countries we know that that you know our intelligence services and, and the five eyes are involved in you know affecting the outcome of these elections so of course it makes sense that they've turned everything inward on the American people the strategies and tactics that they've perfected abroad are now coming home as the deep state is in a uh, perpetual state of self-preservation with any, without any uh, regard for the Constitution or, or U.S. law. They seem to think that they are above and beyond that, which is you know neither here nor there. But, Nick, you know, as all of this information comes out, and I can play some of those clips from that, that general's conversation later in the show if anybody's interested, but they're telling us that we should be really concerned about Putin – right putin is is dastardly putin is the one we should be focusing all of our attention on because his political rival the head of the opposition party there in russia alexei Navalny, has just died in prison and there are a few things that i think are important to note about this story and mainly the the part i want to be talking about is how obviously there's a there's a double standard right So when Putin uh, has one of his political opposition leaders put in jail and then, uh, you know, he happens to pass away, that's a big story that we should care about. We should want to go to World War III with the largest nuclear power in the world. That's something that you should worry about. But when Vladimir Zelensky jails a U.S. citizen in his – Gonzalo Lira in uh, Ukraine and he ends up dying – Uh, That's just something that we should, you know, Slava, Ukraine, we should all be getting behind, uh, you know, Winston Churchill of the Eastern Europe, Vladimir Zelensky, and maybe this has something to do, though, more overly with some clips that came out recently following the Tucker Carlson interview of Vladimir Putin, where Vladimir Putin actually came out and said in no uncertain terms that he would prefer Joe Biden to win because he's more predictable. Well, that certainly destroys the narrative that they've been selling us about Putin for uh, how many years, that he's pro-Trump, you know, wants Trump in, he's Trump's, you know, Trump's his puppet, et cetera, et cetera. Kind of blows a hole in that story. So, of course, one interesting question is, Alex Navalny dying in prison, what strange timing for it all to occur? And analysts and commentators have pointed out that there really is no benefit for Putin to kill him. So they're thinking it may have been something that Western intelligence services may have orchestrated clandestinely uh, because it makes Putin look bad. But one thing that George Papadopoulos pointed out, which we should all pretty much think about, is that Alex Navalny. Now, why was he in prison, right, Nick? Do you know why he was in prison?
2: He committed treason against russia exactly. he accepted money he accepted money oh. to basically disrupt and, and cause a color revolution he accepted and it was on recording so he, he was accepted caught the so money. Here's,
1: here's what happened he was caught on camera attempting a coup in russia with the help of foreign intelligence services he's caught on video asking an mi6 officer going who goes by the names of name of james william thomas ford for 10 to 20 million dollars a year to start a color revolution in russia which is why he was arrested and this whole arrest had major implications for the cia and mi6 sabotaging the trump administration specifically and that's the guy that they tell us we should be up in arms against putin for for him Dying in prison, which we don 't even know if that 's related to Putin it would be more likely though that if you were working with Western intelligence like mi six or the CIA to start a color revolution in Russia and you 're caught on video offering to pay this guy ten to twenty million dollars a year to start this revolution it 'd probably benefit you to make sure that he dies and isn 't allowed to, to spill any more secrets about your uh, you know, work with him. So, Nick, I don't know what to say. When we come back, I have more information on that and a bunch of other stories. We're also going to get to some uh, what's coming up with the the financial crisis. There's going to be some big stuff ahead. 2024 is looking like a roller coaster year. Everybody, stay tuned. You're listening to Just the Form Talk Radio. We'll be back after the break. I know
7: Suck
3: a punch somebody on a sidewalk Carjacking only
8: Can Ukraine survive another year? Will the United States step up? And will the United States continue to be uh, a leader of NATO, given uh, former President Trump's recent comments? You know, President Biden said this week, supporting this bill, the one for foreign aid and military aid, is standing up to Putin. Opposing it is uh, playing into Putin's hands. Yes. What, I mean, you're a former senator. (laughs) You know, the Senate came kicking and screaming, but they passed it, but the House hasn't passed it. Where do you think, you know, in the political realm, this is going to go? Well, one thing I know for sure if this bill from the Senate wherever put on the floor of the house it would pass it would pass uh overwhelmingly because the people who are preventing it starting with the uh speaker uh mike johnson um, are not doing america's business they're doing donald trump's business and why is donald trump so enamored of putin Well, part of it is he's a wannabe dictator. He has told us that repeatedly. He even said the other day, let's uh, basically get out of NATO and, you know, encourage Putin to do what he wants to do. How absurd a statement that is cannot even be... You know, measured, um, because you are essentially giving a green light to a murderous, brutal dictator. Nobody who is siding with Trump on this issue would want to live under that kind of regime. I want to ask you, though, you said if it came to the floor of the House, it would pass overwhelmingly. We know that the majority of Americans believe and support NATO, and they, they, they want to support it. But why do you think that? Then why isn't it coming to the floor of the House? Well, this is one of the great political mysteries of our time because there are republicans who feel that they took an oath to donald trump not to uh... the united states of america and i don't say that lightly but i cannot understand it. there are people i served with in the senate for eight years who have turned on america in order to uh... curry favor with trump i don't recognize these people uh... these are people who I worked with that uh, i traveled with and to hear what's coming out of their mouths now is just shocking to me. So there's something going on in this minority of the Republican members of Congress, particularly in the House, that. It makes them seem as though they're a member of the Trump cult. Not that they took an oath to serve our country and, you know, work on behalf of their constituents. I'm hoping that, uh, you know, better heads will prevail and we will get that vote. For those who say this is just Trump in campaign mode... No, that's not true, Christiane. You need to listen to him and take him seriously. He is telling us what he wants to do. He wants to be a dictator on day one. He wants to uh, round up people because of the way they look. You know, they may or may not be undocumented. It doesn't matter to him. He wants to call out the army to do that. He wants to use, you know, the Insurrection Act to militarize American law enforcement. He has a whole team of right-wing uh, thinkers, so to speak, who are coming up with an agenda called Project 2025. He wants to rid the government of any kind of independent expertise so you know he wants people who will say when he said memorably during covid maybe you should inject yourself with bleach instead of looking shocked they'll say yes sir mr president that's what he wants he wants to bend the government of the united states to his will just like vladimir putin did to russia
1: wow nick what is project 2025 have you heard about this yet
2: no, but I like it. it that's true. <laughs> it sounds amazing. Because
1: yes, you know, everything you had she this... said, let's do it.
2: <laughs> Gosh, it should be an ad for President Trump. I
1: know, I know. We need to cut that down and put it as a, you know, Trump sponsored campaign ad because we know who these people are, right? It's not that we're saying, you know, all that she's saying is true. We're saying that who Hillary Clinton is and what she represents is exactly the the type of thing that we're trying to rid ourselves of here in this nation we are trying to get rid of these people and guess what hillary you and your ilk will be gotten rid of one way or another not a threat peacefully legally lawfully we're not making threats here we're just guaranteeing that the american people will not continue to be enslaved and made subservient to this you know cabal which it is of individuals who want to fleece the american taxpayer ship our money into foreign money laundering schemes so they can enrich themselves while selling us out and basically imploding all national all nationally sovereign nations into just large economic zones that can be exploited by the world economic forum and all their minions the young leaders who have penetrated the cabinets around the country klaus schwab told us what he's going to do and what he is doing and uh you know the spending bill the foreign aid package Hillary Clinton is telling us, you know, screw America, screw you. We need sixty billion dollars for Ukraine and twenty billion for Israel. Screw America, you know, and if you don't if you don't want to send billions of dollars to, to other countries without any uh, hope of ever getting any of it back, then you're you're a Putin loving Russian agent, right?
2: Yeah, and you're right about that. They uh, not only have they infiltrated governments, they've infiltrated all of the financial institutes, at least people with their agenda. There's a clip I want to have you play that. Uh, it has this guy named Jim Rickards. He uh, basically is a threat advisor to the White House, DOD, CIA, and uh, basically whoever in the Federal Reserve, anybody that needs uh, a threat assessment. So he said 189 elite operatives have infiltrated the fed world bank uh, imf to create a one world order one world taxation they rigged finance so that they can freeze the economy it'll be 100 percent in their control and what they're trying to get right now for blackrock so that they can achieve this is something called uh, uh, sifi systemically important financial institution Uh, some of our bigger banks got that Designation. So, if something happened where there's a run on the banks, uh, what have you, that they would be bailed out, those specific institutions. And BlackRock is trying to get that, um, you know, accomplished for them. And if that happens, we're in a big, we're in, we're gonna have a big problem because they'll also be entitled to autonomously manage those assets in time of crisis. So, this huge uh, financial downturn's coming and they want full control of their assets they basically own everything on top of that the other institutions that may not have as many assets as them they own part of blackrock and black blackrock owns part of them so there's like three or four big companies like that that all own each other so if one is attacked or if one starts to fail the others fail um so basically they're all holding a gun to each other's head uh, and you know basically for our financial system so if these guys get to have the SIFI designation systemically important financial institution we're hosed because the financial crunch is coming coming and they're going to freeze all the assets that they have which is a very large portion of our economy
1: okay so we're going to play a clip in a minute a couple things I want to get to before we get there I want to kind of wrap up the stories we're covering with Trump and Putin and Navalny and uh, what's going on there Mike Cernovich uh, you guys may follow him He did a pretty good job summarizing I'll play it it's very short Uh, let's play this clip real quick Uh, actually no we're hitting a break so we'll wait on the clips when we come back and uh, no I think the SIFI designation on BlackRock would be pretty interesting if if this is all what's coming out and I have some clips too I want to share about uh, how big institutional investors and the largest and most rich people in the world are in fact selling all of their stocks. I have a video that's uh, really interesting with regard to that. So uh, you're going to want to stick around to hear that and much more. But look... What's coming down the pipeline in 2024? You can bet your bottom dollar it is going to be a wild ride. So you're going to want to stay tuned. We're going to give you some uh, kind of uh, crystal ball predictions, right, Nick? We're going to we're going to peer into the uh, abyss and see what what stares back at us, right?
2: <laughs> yeah, that's a good
1: way to look at it. All right, brother. Everybody stay tuned. Stay tuned. You're listening to Just Form Talk Radio. We'll be back after the break. Cloud above the Caribbean. Just Form Talk Radio with your hosts, Craig James and Nick No. And Nick, you know, I told everybody before the break I was going to play this quick and, and simple summary by Mike Cernovich about the Alex Navalny thing in Russia and Trump and how it's all fake. I think this is a good rundown. Let's play it here real quick.
9: Today, when you find out who's a fake globalist and who is principled, and I guess you could be a principled globalist, but I haven't seen any of that today. So, guy in Russia killed, apparently killed by Putin. Even though I don't really see why there would be much propaganda value to that, the guy was already in prison. Why kill him? Whatever, I'll just assume Putler, evil, kills political opponent. Fine, fine. I, I can accept that premise. But when you bring up an American citizen who was killed in Ukraine, what about ism? How dare you? How dare you deflect? Well, it's not deflection. First of all, I don't care. People are getting killed every day by dictators. And if you want to go through, it's like the Koshigi thing. I had to suddenly care about Koshigi, who wasn't even American and was killed in Turkey, allegedly by MBS from Saudi Arabia. And I had to stop the press. I had to care. But then meanwhile, a YouTuber who isn't American, who was kind of a – he was a weirdo. But whatever. He didn't, he didn't break any laws. He was – we all saw his videos. And now, of course, the propaganda box are saying, oh, he did X, Y, and Z. No, no, no. We saw the video, so don't lie. So I'm supposed to care about Kushigi, not an American, killed in Turkey, allegedly in order to some MBS of Saudi Arabia. I'm supposed to care about a political dissident, allegedly. Some people say it was an intelligence cutout trying to start a color revolution in Russia. But don't you dare bring up an American citizen who was killed by the Zelensky regime for making YouTube videos, making fun of Zelensky. Again, we saw the videos. Don't even come into my comments online. lie. dealt with that all day, right? It's all fake, dude. It's all fake. I don't care what anybody has to say about Russia unless you're worried about an American citizen who was killed abroad. It's a fake game. And then, of course, there's a verdict in the Trump case today where apparently banks that got paid back in full with interest are helpless victims of Trump. It's all fake. Neocons, globalists, we don't take you seriously. We know you're going to break the law and do what you want to do, but the jig is up.
1: We know you're fake. I thought that was a pretty reasonable and accurate summary of it all. What do you think, Nick?
2: Yeah, absolutely. So after an American journalist was killed, and by the way, he was actually a brilliant guy and and pretty reasonable. I very Um,
1: much liked Gonzalo Lira and followed his work, and I really did appreciate his analysis. I thought it was spot on.
2: Yeah, poor guy. And uh, of course, our government uh, was funding these uh, Nazis, literal Nazis, who were in control of the country, who probably killed him. They're... Most likely the Nazi people. We paid for that. And then on top of that, he gets murdered and tortured, not just murdered. He gets tortured. He he lives for a long time. And he's an American citizen. And then we just sent over more money to Ukraine and not a peep from the White House, not a peep from anybody about it. You know, no government officials that I've seen really have, have actually, you know, come to his defense or at least say, look, we can't just allow people to kill american citizens especially journalists
1: oh no they want that so let's 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 get into other stuff here because you know we want to talk about the financial uh troubles that are ahead and we're going to play your clip soon nick i promise because i want you to get further into this SIFI thing uh the the uh, what is it systemically important financial institutions we're going to talk about that but Somebody on uh, social media, a guy named Ian Carroll, who's pretty big, goes viral often, Uh, he's put out this video, and I think it's interesting, talking about politicians and billionaires are all in the process of selling their stock right now. Let's listen to it.
10: Politicians and billionaires have started selling off all their stock. Senator
11: Tupperville just dumped a huge amount of his portfolio this month, and I mean huge. Out of the 61 trades he made over the last month, 59 of them were sales. Tupperville isn't just a regular congressman. When it comes to trading, he has one of the best records in Congress right next to Nancy Pelosi. Maybe one of the reasons behind this performance is the crazy amount of Senate committees that he's on.
10: If you somehow don't know who Quiver Quantitative is, they track the politicians' trades. They have a website. They're one of the best resources you can go to if you want to know what's going on in the stock market and the world. And he points out how Tommy Tupperville sits on a ton of congressional committees that give him insight into what's happening with commodities, rural development, food and nutrition, military action. You can go to quiverquantitative.com and look for Tommy Tupperville and it'll show you all the data on all of his different trades across the years, whether they're buys or sells, what industries they're in. And you can see what we're talking about here. In February, he sold off huge amounts of stock in every single industry. Just this February, Jeff Bezos has also sold another $2 billion of Amazon stock, and he's up to $6 billion in sales. Mark Zuckerberg is doing the same thing. This is where the SPY is currently at. This is an index that tracks the top 500 and so companies in the, in the market. This was the year 2000, and this was the year 2008, those
1: bubbles. So for reference, he's pointing at a chart where you have uh, uh, these spikes, but they're way below where we're at today. Uh, so that's what he's, he's describing there.
10: But economists want you to believe that this is not a bubble, that this was the crash and we're recovering and it's all good. Except all the insiders, the richest people in the world, the politicians, for some reason think that this
1: is a really good time to sell. All- he's pointing to the top of the, the graph there for everybody out there listening. All of their assets.
10: We also recently discussed how Bloomberg did a study where they showed that media mentionings of soft landings is actually a reverse indicator for soft landings. The yellow is where we've had major recessions, and news coverage of the possibilities of soft landings spikes before major collapses. And this is what it's at today. We've also discussed how regional banks are in big trouble again, and how the emergency bailouts from 2023's banking collapse end one year later this March. That is in, what, 12 days? So if I had a bunch of open trades in the stock market now, I would be pulling a Tupperville and getting
1: the (laughs) fuck. Oh, got it. All right. Um, Yeah, that's what what he's seeing. And he's indicating that, uh, I obviously pause it right there before some cursing, but he was basically pointing out that politicians and businessmen are selling off stock. All of the indicators seem to show that we're headed toward financial Hardship. At least, uh, at least, all the indicators seem to be pointing toward a major collapse that is imminent. And of course, if they want to do it, they're gonna. Here's what I would predict, Nick: is they're floating this economy with the fiat currency, and and they they think it, debt is gonna you know save us, right? But at any moment, if they want to, they can pull the car the rug out. And I have a feeling that if Trump does hypothetically win, which I hope he will. That they have this all lined up to either do it after he wins, to give him uh, basically a, a complete crisis to walk into, which would affect his ability to do other things. But they may just try to pull it out beforehand and then bring in somebody else to say, you know, the, the media psyop, it's Trump's fault, even though he has been in office for four years, it's all his fault, right, Nick?
2: Right, right. But little do they know that there's already uh, been preparation for years, um, going back as far as I know, to 2018 for what they're about to
1: try. Yeah, Project 2025. We, <laughs> we've we had this planned forever. What? I don't know if they know, Nick, but we've been in on it, uh, me and you and, and everyone else. We're all in on Project 2025. We just don't talk about it publicly, but but it's all happening behind closed doors, right?
2: Yeah, I need to find out where I can sign up to help. I'll provide material support. <laughs> yeah.
1: Anyway, stay tuned, you guys. We got much more to come. You're listening to Just Form Talk Radio. We'll be back after the break. Hello, everybody in Northern Colorado.
7: You're all looking good. I knew you would. <laughs> Keep listening to AM 1360, the Roar of the Rockies, the best station ever. To K-10C, K-10-C. The, roar the roar of the Rockies. Of the Rockies.
1: just form talk radio i'm your host craig james with nick no and and uh i just want to put it out there to everybody listening you know you can call or text the number is on uh is 877-536-1360 you can text that number we had a texter who texted in nick and they said uh they said please get that evil windbag off my radio well uh, i agree i apologize for um I apologize for putting it on there but I do think that it's important to listen to what she had to say because she told us about Project 2025 which is interesting that uh, they also texted in that you Nick you just got to go it's actually I guess uh, a real thing I mean I know it's a real thing but I haven't I haven't heard about this yet which is wild uh, perhaps I need to pay closer attention to all of these things but you can actually they just texted in and said that you can just go to project2025.org and uh yeah, oh, wonderful. I guess they're just they're just putting it out there, which is good. Uh, you know, we know about other plans though, Nick, right? We're just, you know, that's one of many operations that's being take, undertaken as we speak, correct?
2: Yeah, yeah, you know, you got the Q operation going on. That's clearly a real thing, especially because the media attacked it if you, you know, if it was just a, a LARP or a live action role play then why is the government and the media attacking it all the time so um there is you know these it's everything's coming to a head you've got the last thing that they have the deep state at this point they have they don't have the high ground in in ukraine their money laundering scheme they they're losing all their outlets the bitcoin guy ftx he went down they can't launder through him anymore it's becoming harder and harder for them and uh, i know i don't know if you noticed this but there's a direct correlation between the sell off of the uh, of the stock and the rise of bitcoin um prices so maybe they're wanting to launder their money or, or you know wherever they can um but you know it's in the end here the uh, federal reserve is going to be on the outs basically it was put under the treasury by trump but i don't know if it's still owned technically by the foreign uh foreign families uh, you know we're going to have a time where we replace everything with the tangible asset gold and silver it's going to happen it may, it may be partially fiat but generally speaking the dollar will be backed by gold and silver natural resources of sorts here coming soon and they've been preparing for this you know um you know russia china and all those countries have been buying up gold for a long time we uh as far as i understand we repatriated some gold that's been taken from us long ago from a couple of places so we should have plenty in the coffers
1: well that's interesting wow good good to know uh you know we have other things to cover here and and nick i don't know if you're familiar with operation snow globe but i do want to briefly talk about that and and play some clips especially when we come back from the break we're coming into right now but Essentially, you know, an interesting thing to note is that General Flynn mentioned something called Snow Globe, and what people are claiming online is that Operation Snow Globe was the eighteen million dollar bribe for Obama to control Hillary Clinton's presidency if she got elected. And this was all explained in a video I want to play, where with Patrick Burns, who uh, you know he's the uh, CEO, who is you know become famous as a a kind of a conservative influencer if you will but he describes this deal that was set up where essentially there was an 18 million dollar bribe that was supposed to be arranged according to him by him and that he was going to get a bag man into a room with her in january of 2016 and uh, we're going to play that clip when we come back nick it's an interesting one and plus we'll we'll get into what you were saying about BlackRock. And much much more, everybody. You're gonna want to stay tuned. Lots of important information here. We're gonna keep it coming. Everybody, if you if you're watching online, like now's the time. Smash the like button. Hit that subscribe. It's easy, it's simple, cost you nothing. Help us out. And call or text the number 8775-361360. If you want to share, we have more texts. We'll get to when we come back. Everybody stay tuned. You're listening to Justin Forum Talk Radio. We'll be back after the break.
7: Neil Cavuto, and this is the Fox Business Report.
13: Goldman Sachs is optimistic about the economy. It sees the S&P 500 rising to 5,200 by the end of the year. The big banks' economists are predicting stronger consumer spending and investing in housing, and it's raising its forecast for GDP growth to 2.4% by the end of the year. You'll need to wait longer for a new Switch console. Nintendo is reported to be telling game publishers it won't be released until March of next year. It was expected later this year. Boeing and Airbus are facing a new threat. China just debuted its new C-919 jet at the Singapore Airshow and it's seeking European approval. The aircraft is manufactured by state-owned Commercial Aircraft Corporation of China. That's your Fox Business Report. I'm Jenny Kosolda, invested in you.
12: Success. It's discipline. It's teamwork. It's the drive and confidence and passion inside of us that comes before all recognition. It's the best of each of us made better by the best in all of us. It's what Stiefel has been doing for over 130 years. And it's why Stiefel is one of the fastest growing global wealth management and investment banking firms in the industry. Stiefel, where success meets success. Find a financial advisor at stiefel.com. Stiefel Nicholas Company, Incorporated, member SIPC and NYSE.
11: Testosterone levels have dropped by 50% since the 1940s, and true masculinity is retreating into these pathetic spaces. Now, all this gender-bending has men questioning who they are and how to fulfill their sacred roles in life as fathers, husbands, and community leaders. Warrior MBS is all about unlocking and unleashing these kinds of men. Go to warriormbs.com to check out the program and set up a live chat with Jeremy today. Again, that's warriormbs.com.
1: I fall on you before the memories gone I remember you you left my feeling with you high is all
6: I'm feeling remember how we
1: felt the light I remember you Welcome back to Storm Talk Radio with your hosts Craig James and Nick No this is hour 2 of the Just for Talk Radio show and we have a lot to cover here still uh today's show has been a uh, big with all of these stories we're putting together including project 2025 uh hillary clinton's terrified that uh we're basically putting together a movement against globalism against the overthrow of the american sovereign national government um the constitutional republic that is that we are actually trying to preserve here and that the globalists don't really want to preserve but nick before the break uh we were talking about operation snow globe and i had this clip i wanted to share with patrick burns explaining how they had this three or four step plan which was to install hillary clinton as president and the obama doj was to keep the bribe over hillary clinton's head so if she was good nothing would happen but if she was bad the heat would be turned up and it it almost looks exactly like what they did to joe biden nick uh, if i'm being very honest here the operation that they had planned for hillary to basically blackmail her and control her, it seems to be exactly what they ended up doing with Joe Biden. Um, Obama was going to manage Hillary Clinton's eight-year presidency as a shadow president, which is exactly what he's doing with Biden now. Uh, and Michelle Obama would then be installed as president. So, Nick, this is this is wild. I want to play this clip first, and then we'll, we'll get your comments on it, and we'll uh, we'll just unpack this more. Uh, let's hear it right now position
14: and thus when the cop shows up and tried to sell the cocaine it's not entrapment but it's a good sting and they explained all that to me and they said you're going to work for us setting up Hillary Clinton and there are I'm not going to go into the details there was an 18 million dollar bribe that I was to arrange and I arranged it and I was to get the person paying that I was get the bag man into a room with her seven weeks later on January 14th 2016 Hillary Clinton in a hotel room met with the bag man I can even go into how it was done but it won't go into that it's not in her schedule I do not know I was not there didn't know if she took the bribe or not three days later I met with the agents they told me oh sorry they told me you need to forget this whole thing ever happened you forget every moment that this ever happened, and we mean it, Patrick, it's like serious stuff. And I said, what's going on? There was actually four federal people of three different flavors in this. And I'm gonna give you the words of one of them, but the gestalt of this was confirmed by the other three. And what was eventually explained to me was this, sorry. Patrick, you need to understand at this point, President Obama has his people across the federal bureaucracy, but especially the Department of Justice. Hillary Clinton is going to be president for eight years, and nothing's going to change that. But while she's president, think of there as being a Bunsen burner in the DOJ, and the information about the bribes, and there's actually two, that uh, you know about are going to be sitting on that Bunsen burner. The hand on the Bunsen burner is going to be one of President Obama's people. If Hillary's a good girl and she defends Obamacare, that flame stays low. If she's a bad girl and thinks for itself, it gets turned up. And that way, President Obama's going to manage Hillary Clinton for the eight years she's president. Then she's going to step down and Michelle's going to run. And Patrick, that's the plan. This plan, I later was told, was called Operation Snow Globe, But instead of a penguin, it's Hillary Clinton. And Brennan, and by the way, even though I just mentioned Obama, I have some good reason to believe he's not himself. I think John Brennan's behind all of this, frankly. And I think, John Brennan, I think that Brennan uh, blackmails Obama. I think Obama is actually Brennan's guy. But anyway, um, I think Brennan's behind.
1: All right, so Nick... Uh, first, quick comment on that. And then I want to share, you know, everything that was described there is almost identical to what we're seeing happening in this Biden administration's tenure. And all the way down to, you know, if John Brennan was behind all this, you know, who knows. But we do know that the person running the Biden administration, the central figure right now, is the former Obama advisor, Susan Rice. And that's being that's come out for you know axios is reporting on this as being like just common knowledge and so if if the goal was to bribe hillary and then make her controllable then install her as president then run her for eight years as a controlled asset and when that fell through when trump basically destroyed that plan they altered they shifted and went to biden because biden it's the same thing i mean biden with ukraine Biden with his son he was he's being blackmailed and controlled and that's why they put him in there i mean th- this all makes sense right nick
2: yeah, absolutely. This has been going on for a long time. A lot of our politicians, I would say most of them, are not allowed to become politicians unless there's some dirt on them or they become politicians because they have dirt on somebody else. Um, you know, sometimes that's the way succession happens, but this has been going on for a long time. And, you know, uh Brennan is the person who really pushed counterintelligence for the United States uh, as the primary like way of use, doing intelligence instead of uh, the regular way. So basically, as we were talking before and many times, they're, they allow criminals to do stuff and then they use them as assets and and they let them do whatever they want so long as they do X, Y, Z or whatever. And then they call it counterintelligence when really it's just legalized uh, criminality or it's not even really legal. It's just they they look the other way.
1: Well, what do you say, Nick, to the Uh, Argument that counterintelligence is necessary because our enemies are doing it.
2: Sure, sure. It's absolutely necessary. And, um, you know, but when it's used against American citizens, we got problems. You know, you're not. That is weaponized. Uh, You know, the government has been weaponized uh, to deprive us of our rights that way. They say it's counterintelligence, uh, but really they might affect the the outcome of the election for example when all those intelligence heads of the intelligence agencies all wrote a letter saying that the biden or hunter biden's laptop wasn't real that was an absolute lie and they knew it and they they could say oh it was counterintelligence to make people not really believe it so that way it didn't damage the united states see how that works this it's it's trash they are trash
1: yeah so that's the problem right is it's not as much that 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 our intelligence agencies are doing it, it's that all the things that they've been doing outwardly to other countries that we know about, the color revolutions, the counterintelligence operations, it's all now been turned inward. And now they're using it domestically because they've figured out how easy it is to control a population, and they think they can manipulate us into doing whatever they will, which is essentially undermining what our constitutional republic was founded principally to do, and You know, look, I understand maybe to a degree where some of these people are coming for. I mean, uh, if you're looking around and your country's infiltrated by communists and anarchists and socialists and Marxists and, uh, you know, you're, you're saying, I want to stop that, I guess, to a degree, I understand. But then... What has happened now is that those communists, those anarchists, those socialists, the Marxists, they're the ones operating these counterintelligence operations domestically against us, people who want to stand up for the constitutional republic and save the sovereignty of our nation. This is what the problem is more than anything else, and this is where it's headed. It's just a matter of fact. So, everybody, look, mm-hmm. you're going to want to stay tuned. What, what else, Nick? You got some?
2: Well, I was gonna say the January sixth deal, a lot of those people were antifa, and it's very likely, in my estimation, that the ones they had involved got a deal from the feds because they were out there trashing and burning down cities. They said probably to them, Hey look, there's a way out for you and here it is and that's why some of them were pictured. Uh, or or they there just use January an intelligence
1: cutout like Ray Epps and say, Hey, go inside a riot and have fun and we'll just give you six months probation, don't worry. Um yeah, it's bad. It's bad. We we got to address it. It's a problem. It's just a reality we face now. Everybody stay tuned. We got more to come. You're listening to Justin Form Talk Radio.
13: Yes, you can do it yourself.
10: But you don't have to do it alone. Let
13: us help. Listen to the Money Pit Home Improvement Radio Show.
14: Saturdays at 11, right here on AM 1360.
1: Just Form Talk Radio with your host, Craig James and Nick Know, and we've been talking about a lot here today, Nick. Uh, I really want to get into a little bit of what you brought up earlier. I know you have some uh, some some stories you want to kind of dive down on, and I think now's the time we'll uh, we'll get into that. So, what do you got for us today, Nick?
2: See hey, that video? It's oh, got Jim again, I
1: I didn't have uh, I didn't have you up, and and make sure you share that video with me. I, I don't see it anywhere right now, so.
2: Oh, stand by. So the guy's name is Jim Rickards, and he's a threat advisor to um, to the DOD, CIA, the Federal Reserve, and you name it. He's in, involved with advising them for – All right. Well, I'll, uh, I'll let you pull up that video system. and
1: send it to me and then keep going. Uh, I'll play this clip of Kamala Harris in the meantime. It's, uh, it's like elevator music for everyone out there. Listen to this.
8: I mean, the idea that the former president of the United States would say that he, quote, encourages, encourages a brutal dictator to invade our allies and that the United States of America would simply stand by and watch. No previous United States president, regardless of their party, has bowed down to a Russian dictator before. And now we are seeing an example of something I just believe that the American people would never support, which is a United States president, current or former, bowing down with those kinds of words and apparently an intention of conduct to a
13: Russian dictator.
1: I can't imagine the kind of barbiturate-laced cocktails that she's pounding before she gives some of these speeches, Nick. It's, it, it's, it's wild watching her facial expressions, her deadpan face, uh, try to, to feign emotion as she, uh, with her big black saucer eyes. Uh, and I mean her pupils, not the black eyes. I'm talking about saucered pupils. Uh, just just nothing's going on upstairs there, Nick. I thought it's a good little uh, uh, elevator music for everyone out there listening, though, right?
2: I understand why she'd take some tranquilizers because she's trying to forget what she did to get in that position.
1: Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. And, uh, honestly, they, they hate when I interrupt you, Nick. So I, I didn't mean to interrupt you. I was just trying to, you know, give you time to pull up the clip. Have you found it?
2: Yeah. I I just sent it over to you. It's, it's in a tweet. So anybody that's listening, you can pull up Craig's, uh, tweet. If you want to share that with other people, I just sent it over to him in a tweet. Um, It'd be considered a reply and it's under uh, at real nick nicholas no n-i-c-h-o-l-a-s-n-o-e
1: yeah i'll just you you tell everybody about what's going on i'll find the clip and i'll play it when you're ready you, you just keep filling everybody in on what you were saying before and i do apologize for interrupting cool
2: no problem um all right so you've got um you know, there is uh, Jim Rickards. He's a threat advisor to the White House, DOD, CIA, Federal Reserve. He claims that there are 190 or 189 elite operatives that have infiltrated the Fed, World Bank, IMF. And they did this to create a one-world order or one-world taxation, too. And they rigged finance so they could freeze the economy. And it'll be... You know, 100% in their control once they get this designation, and the special designation that usually banks or very large institutions only get, is called a systemically important financial institution. So, when the time comes, the economy takes, they're going to bail out with our money, to de, you know, with it, you know, printing money. They're going to inflate the currency even further, and then they're going to give all that money over to BlackRock to help. Prop up what their investments are. And, um, you know, BlackRock knows that this is coming. I mean, shoot, they were probably behind it. And um, once they get that designation, though, that's, an, that's a real issue for us because at that point, they can freeze all of the assets that are under their control, which is more than the GDP of China, Japan, uh, and, you know, another small country combined. They have more assets on the books than you know uh, collectively some of the largest countries in the world, and so when these people freeze the assets there and they will, then they're going to keep all of them So something else to consider too, with all these assets that they're freezing they you own know, stock and real estate you know, whatever it is and with the stock that's also compounding with this that's the biggest issue is that back in two thousand and eight. When the collapse happened, then um, there were some changes to the laws and the way it's written for trading, so that when you go to a third party to get stock, and you don't and you buy stock from them, and you don't have a certificate in hand, some of them have it still, where you can get the certificate, the stock certificate that shows your ownership. If you don't have that in hand, you likely went to a third party that holds it for you and then so essentially they may purchase the stock but you don't own it you don't own the stock you are just a quote-unquote beneficiary of their ownership of that stock so when the time comes and it will they're going to be able to sell off the stock that is supposed to be your stock to cover their losses and it's completely legal and they steal it right from everybody right out from underneath them That's what's going to happen.
1: Wow. Yeah, I mean, I I think that it's all the signs are pointing toward something big coming. And if anybody's going to get ahead of it, it's going to be a company like BlackRock, who has gained so much power and control across the country. Uh, It is wild, and globally as well. So, Nick, I'm still not finding that video that you said you were going to share. So I I don't know if if I'm missing it or if it's...
2: Uh, tweeted it, is, so it'll be in your notifications if you go no, to notifications. I, I know.
1: Notifications are oh, really? and
2: That's this is weird,
1: this is weird. I hate <laughs> this kind of stuff happens all the time though, so we're used to it at this point. Um, yeah, it's... I don't know if you tweeted It's it. the it,
2: norm, but, not the exception, right?
1: No, I mean, at this point, it's like every time we have anything of, of substantive value that we want to share with the audience listening, uh, something goes wrong. Something stops working, some glitch in the system, ghost in the machine pops up and whoop, there it's gone. Um, so yeah, we'll, we'll get that video pulled up. But that, see, this is what I think is heading our way. You know, obviously they're trying oh. to do that. Plus I think that they're doing something with uh, the reemergence of COVID, right? They want to bring that back.
2: Yeah, yeah. And, and they're going to in the beginning of March. That's what's about to happen. And, and I just – Twitter just locked my account too when I sent you a message. It just locked my account so I can't send it to you now. <laughs> so what? Uh, there's that. How does yeah, your so you what?
1: what did you do? What are you doing, there? Well, well,
2: moments prior to that, I tweeted to Brian Kemp and I showed a picture of uh, – You know, one of his buddies, and I don't think that they liked that. It's a picture of him and the ambassador from China. He was stationed over in Houston, um, and, you know, before Houston had that embassy burn all their documents. And it was was big news. All over the news, you could see the smoke plume uh, from miles away from them burning all the documents in uh, Houston. But I tweeted a picture, and it's got a picture of... Uh, Brian Kemp with this with this uh, Chinese operative. He's a, not just a regular old Chinese operative. He's <laughs> he's a boss. Yep. And uh, it said thank you for all of your uh, you know basically his thank relationship with him. Thank you for your great
1: service and for your friendship to the state of Georgia. We wish you all the best in the future. Your friend uh, Bill or Brian Kemp. Yeah, General Counsel Lee. So here's the thing i see your account it's not locked on my end but if it's locked on your end that's crazy you just got locked out of twitter on live air not surprisingly <laughs> yeah um this is just like this is what we're up against folks it's like i think people don't really understand we talked about this briefly uh the other day but how these ai th- the new ai augmentation to the censorship matrix that they want us to be controlled by is going to only get better and better to where you know, you don't have to have some guy sitting in front of a computer watching, you know, us talk or, or listening to our conversation live on air, and then saying, "Oh, I'm going to get him. I'm going to get him." These systems are operating all the time. They're they're just taking in all information. They're working off key uh, key and keywords that they then target, and then they, you know, can can basically in real time, without any input, uh, uh, mute or censor or or platform or Uh, take it out of the algorithm or whatever it is right Nick I mean that and I'm not you know you go well you're just some paranoid conspiracy theorist and it's like at what point are we going to realize that this is more than just that and uh, I don't know I guess maybe you can try emailing it I don't know
2: I sent I I sent you a message over I can email it to stand by
1: all right well while he does that we have other stories we'll get to here real quick uh, of course, you have this crazy story about Mitch McConnell's wa- uh, sister in law. So, his wife's sister uh, drowning after a car went into a pond in Texas. Elaine Chow, who is the, uh, was the, the, her sister Angela Chow, who uh, was the CEO of a dry bulk company, the Foremost Group, a company with deep connections to the Chinese Communist Party, interestingly enough has now passed away from a mysterious car accident so nothing to see here move along you don't want to get too deep into that uh, realm because people are just being disappeared no big deal and then on top of that we have um last week we had that crazy story where uh representative from ohio mike turner happens to be the intelligence committee chair Uh, put out a a serious national security threat warning to the American people and asked for declassification. Turns out he was talking about space nukes with Russia, which uh, uh, what they found out now was essentially just an attempt to interfere with the FISA reform legislation and to ensure funding for Ukraine. So uh, essentially putting you in the trauma-based mind control uh, system so that you would uh, be in a fear, a, a state of fear, which invokes the fight-or-flight response, which makes you throw out most of your logical reasoning skills, and you just will will accept any resolution or promise of safety that is offered before you immediately. And that's what it sounds like Mike Turner was trying to do, and Representative Andy Ogles from Tennessee is now requesting a formal inquiry into this as he sent a letter to the House Speaker Mike Johnson uh, saying that they want to remove mike turner from the house intelligence chair position for his uh statement that was only meant to uh, basically try to fast track this bill to get passed that they've already held up with funding of this foreign aid bill uh nick how are we doing on are you like under uh, internet censorship attack as we speak is that what's happening
2: It should be in your Gmail now or your email for the show. Uh, I want to bring up something else. You know, Mitch McConnell's relative uh, passed away in a car accident. I also have been in communication with another person who is a relative of Mitch McConnell. And uh, it was, you know, he's like a distant cousin, right? But they still are family, technically. So his brother was one of the advisors for the national security apparatus as they came out with the... The um, basically, the Patriot Act and everything like that. Um, he was the person that had been in the business for a long time, no one really knew him because he's good at what his job is, he's as a spy. And he was the one who advocated and made sure that they could not spy on American citizens with the data that they get and everything like that. And he died mysteriously recently. Um, he was fine, and then, um Basically, the hospital he was at um, in Washington State um, did not treat him, and he was he was having anyway. Long story short, I think it's strange that he died mysteriously and suddenly recently, and then that other person did too. But um, you know, he's related to Mitch McConnell, um, and this guy he had a, an stellar career with the military and uh, Air Force in particular. Or actually, yeah, yeah I think the Air Force. Uh, we'll talk about that more another time, but uh, I thought, you know, he's the advocate that, that probably would have said no to what they're trying to do to extend the FISA uh, court and give it more power, even though they've clearly abused it over and over and over again.
1: Yeah, I mean, it's it's crazy how these things keep happening, and, and we, we'll try to keep an, an eye on all these stories because I think they all have uh, very serious implications, but – Nick, I found the clip. We're hitting a break. I'll play it when we come back, I guess. I know it's about 10 minutes, so we'll try to get as much of it in as we can. But uh, we're going to get to that and a lot more, folks, because we have information that you guys need to share. Get these links and share them. Make sure you're forwarding this information to your family, friends, and uh, if you are one of those individuals out there who – you know, thinks this is important and valuable, make sure you like it, make sure you subscribe to the channel, make sure you text in eight seven seven five three six thirteen sixty. make sure you let us know what you're thinking, comments, thoughts, concerns, questions, whatever. We appreciate it. You guys are what keep this show going and make it better and better every day. So we want to keep you guys involved. But when we come back, Nick, I finally got that video up. So we'll play some of that. And we'll talk about what implications are coming from that as well. So you're going to want to stay tuned, everyone out there. This is going to be a big one. Just Informed Talk Radio, your host, Craig James and Nick No, Stay tuned.
5: Congresswoman Lauren Bolber joins us live on Swamp Fight Wednesday at 5 p.m. right here on AM 1360. That's Wednesday at 5 p.m.
1: Don't miss it. The globalists say
5: resistance is futile. Will you choose to accept your slavery or declare your liberty? Find out how on Pac-Man and the Rev, Saturdays from 1 to 2. Sometimes the truth hurts.
4: I was having dinner with a friend not long ago in New York City. We met at a place called Aureole, which is in Midtown. My dinner companion that night was a senior advisor to BlackRock. As you may know, BlackRock is now the largest asset manager on the planet. It directly manages $5 trillion in assets, and it oversees another $11 trillion through its Aladdin platform. That means one firm controls more money than the GDPs of China, Russia, and Japan combined. Anyway, my dinner companion happens to work directly for BlackRock's CEO. As we nursed our white wine in the evening wore on, she let something slip. If I remember her words, she said something like, they want to tell us we can't sell. What was she talking about? Who was she talking about? I placed a few calls, first to my contacts in Washington, then to a few people on Wall Street. Soon I was on a plane for a series of meetings to London, to Geneva, back to New York, then down to South America. As I began connecting the dots, a pattern emerged. It revealed a network of more than 189 individuals positioned inside the world's major financial institutions. Some of them hold senior positions inside the IMF, World Bank, and every central bank in the G20, including our own Federal Reserve. These elites share one vision, and they're about to make it a reality. That vision is one world order, one world taxation, and one world money. They've worked for years behind the scenes, preparing to realize that vision. They've literally rigged the laws of international finance. Everything is basically in place right now. And there's essentially no way to stop this from happening. When the crisis hits, they'll flip the switch, freezing the global financial system. That will give them time to reset the world economy according to their vision. As the coming crisis unfolds, President Trump will be powerless to stop it. In fact, trying to stop them would probably weaken the president's power altogether.
11: that that, that, That is amazing, Jim, really. So what did these elites want from your contact at BlackRock? Basically,
4: they want to classify BlackRock as too big to fail. The technical term is Systemically Important Financial Institution, or a SIFI. That designation normally applies to banks, such as Bank of America. If your bank gets the SIFI label, it means the government will bail you out first in a crisis. But it also means you must turn over control of your bank until the crisis subsides. In this case, they're trying to reclassify BlackRock, an asset manager, as too big to fail. If they succeed, they'll be able to freeze BlackRock when the crisis hits. BlackRock clients won't be able to sell. They won't be able to buy either. Their accounts will go dark indefinitely. And the elite operatives will take control of BlackRock's assets remotely via the Internet. But our research shows that their Ice-9 plan goes much, much deeper than that. Now, you refer to their plan as Ice-9. You just said that. What what does that mean? It's a reference to the Kurt Vonnegut novel, Cat's Cradle. In the book, a mad scientist creates a new form of water molecule called Ice-9. When it comes in contact with other water molecules, it freezes them at room temperature. One drop of ice nine can freeze the whole ocean. And that's what these elite operatives are about to do to the world economy. Now, can you share with our viewers exactly
11: who these operatives are and, and what their ultimate goal might be?
4: Like I said, John, more than 189 elite agents have slowly wormed their way into leadership positions across the board. They now sit at or near the head of the IMF, the World Bank, and even our own Federal Reserve. They also control much of what happens at the central banks of China, Russia, India, Brazil, Canada, and Europe. As you know, these institutions form a kind of global superstructure. It forms a kind of snare net, encircling all nations. Their leaders aren't democratically elected, they're not accountable to you and me. They're beyond the reach of government and citizens, and yet they hold the fate of the global financial system in their hands. To get a sense of how they operate, imagine an array of floating spheres. One sphere is labeled IMF, one is labeled Fed, one is labeled Bilderberg, one is labeled Wall Street, one is labeled Central Banks, one is labeled Intelligence Agencies, one is labeled Media, and so on. The elites inhabit all of these spheres. And together, the network forms a kind of 3D Venn diagram. As I see it, regardless of what sphere they inhabit, the elites all share the same vision. One world order, one world taxation, and one world money. All of their actions are geared toward moving that agenda forward. Now,
6: are you able to share the identities of these elites with our
4: viewers? We've identified more than 189 individuals who are, in many cases, hiding in plain sight. Regardless, they all share the same vision. One World Order, One World Taxation, and One World Money. A short list would include Christine Lagarde, Managing Director of the International Monetary Fund, IMF, Mark Carney, Governor of the Bank of England, Raghuram G. Rajan, Vice Chairman of the Bank for International Settlements, Haruhiko Kuroda, Governor of the Bank of Japan, William C. Dudley, President of the Federal Reserve Bank of New York, Augustine Clark Governor of the Bank of Mexico. Janet Yellen, Chairman of the Board of the Federal Reserve System. Mario Draghi, President of the European Central Bank. Zhu Min, former Deputy Managing Director of the IMF. Zhou Quan, Governor of the People's Bank of China. Robert E. Rubin, Chairman of the Council on Foreign Relations. This A-list of central bankers and other elites is just the tip of the iceberg. Of course, not one of these elites will tell you outright what's going on, but I've seen and heard enough to connect the dots for myself not long ago for example i met with one of their senior operatives he's a leading economist who served as the chairman of the federal reserve during the last crisis he's considered one of the most influential minds in banking today we met privately during a conclave in seoul south korea of course i'm talking about ben bernanke i came away from my meeting with him stunned and convinced that ice nine was real not long before that i set up a one-on-one meeting with another member of the network his name is Zhu min the former deputy governor of china's central bank Until recently, he served as Deputy Managing Director of the International Monetary Fund. Zhu is a brilliant guy, like Bernanke, and he's pleasant and well-meaning. There's no doubt in my mind that he's also a member of the elite network preparing to impose ICE 9 on millions of Americans. But I wasn't done with my research. I have since met with dozens of senior officials, intelligence analysts, and former Wall Street colleagues. My quest led to a final meeting, a face-to-face summit with the head of Bilderberg. We met at Rockefeller Center in Manhattan. And he was very eager to get my take on the euro as a currency. I was happy to provide it, of course, in exchange for some valuable intelligence. As I say in my new book, he did not have horns. In fact, he gave me a nice gift when we parted ways, a blue Swedish vase. I keep it in my writing studio at my home in Connecticut. But my point is, I came away from all three meetings convinced of one thing. When the next crisis hits, the elites are planning to freeze the financial system. And they'll replace it with a new system, one not based on the U.S. dollar. When that happens, we'll wake up to a very strange and disturbing new reality.
5: And for our viewers
4: that are watching today, what
11: might their reality look like that morning? How does this manifest? First,
4: they'll have gone to bed knowing that a massive financial crisis was underway. But when they wake up, they'll find it has worsened and the contagion has spread worldwide. When they go to withdraw money, their ATM will say closed temporarily. When they go to sell stocks, their account will say transaction not available. When they go to their local business, that business will only accept cash if it's open. As citizens realize they're being barred from their money, riots will erupt. It's going to get really bad really quickly. How would such a freeze actually work. And and wouldn't that be highly illegal? Well it wouldn't be illegal technically because they've been quietly laying the groundwork for years. They've rigged the financial laws, changed the rules of the game to allow this to happen. The stage is set. They have the levers in place. The lights are positioned. Now someone just needs to flick a switch and they'll impose ICE9 rapidly. And again, all of this will be legal because they rigged the system in their favor. Here in the US, for example, Congress pushed through something called the International Emergency Economic Powers Act, or IEPA This allows the government to freeze accounts, assets, even whole institutions at will. The only condition is that there's some threat to national security with a foreign connection. Of course, with a global market, every financial crisis has a foreign connection. Any systemic crisis fits the bill. And the thing is, when the next crisis hits, it's going to be so bad, President Trump won't have any choice but to go along with the elite's plan. Wow. All
1: right, Nick. So we have a couple of seconds before the next break. This was obviously an older video back when Trump was in the office as president. This is Jim Rickards explaining how they're going to do it. It doesn't change the fact that this is still the plan, right?
2: Yeah, it's it's um, you know part of their plan. There are other pieces that are missing, such as the world or uh, the who they wanted to go under. You know, the United Nations. The who is under them to take away sovereignty. They needed that too, and that. Failed miserably. At least they had to redraw it up. And then, uh, yeah, at least I I know that they're not going to get that. And and so, you know, part of the invasion is part of the plan. So that's still going on. Uh, And of course, I want to bring this up. So check this out. I don't know if your listeners remember, but I was really upset with Mayorkas when he testified in front of Congress. And Josh Halley asked him a question it had nothing to do with being Jewish, and I was like, "What in the world? Why did he bring up how his mother was in the Holocaust?" Well, it turns out that the organ- one of the organizations that have been giving money to the immigrants to come to America illegally, he's a, he's on the board for it, and it's a Jewish organization, um, which I guess nobody really knew about that until you know his comments like that.
1: Well, the plot thickens. We're going to get into it and much more. Everybody, stay tuned. I mean, we're basically giving you tomorrow's news today. Uh, w- hopefully, this isn't the future that we have in store, but it's better to be prepared and have knowledge. Stay tuned. We'll be back. You're listening to Just Informed Talk Radio. Oh, yeah.
3: on for a long time. Run on for a long time. gotta cut you down. gotta cut
1: you down. Welcome back to Just Form Talk right Radio with your host, Craig James. Nick No, Nick, you know, I want to get your kind of continue your thoughts on what we just heard Jim Rickards explain in this, you know, strategic destruction of national sovereignty to bring in the one world government uh what strategies and tactics they're going to be doing uh it seems like they have a plan and it's just a matter of when they pull it off right
2: yeah and and you know uh, nobody's done anything to stop them we've got this guy that's supposed to be in charge of DHS he is on the board of HIAS, which is a uh, Jewish organization that supplies materials, uh, money, and uh, things that people need to migrate to the United States illegally. And, you know, he's on the board of this organization. That is a conflict of interest if I've ever heard of one, because that deludes our national sovereignty. It's an attack against the United States. And this guy's on the board of a company that's doing it. And he allows it, he allows the border to be open
1: i mean yeah that's that's been the argument from a lot of people for a long time that the reason they've allowed the border to be open for the last three years and they're they're encouraging and and essentially funding and and ensuring that our country is invaded by these these economic migrants they're coming from third world countries, and who knows what kind of terrorists rapists murderers uh uh you know clandestine uh, you know secret uh, spies that are getting across the border, it's all meant to collapse individual, na- individual national sovereignty, because if you can get rid of that, I think it was Alex Jones was one of the ones I heard recently say, you know, they the plan is essentially to break the world down into to these economic zones. So they would have like the North American economic zone, the South American economic zone, and these would be uh, basically territories that would be overseen and ruled by the the global one world government out of brussels or you know wherever it may end up landing uh london vatican city you know dc who knows and that then they can control us and and essentially make us into subservient you know serfs in this global kingdom that they want to establish and you know the delusion of grandeur that you see with some of our politicians right now who keep you know they're either complicit, blackmailed, or just completely uh, ignorant of it all. Because it's so clear what the plan is and how it's being foisted upon us as we speak. Right, Nick? I mean, that, I'm not crazy in making this, this easy observation. It, it's wild to me how you have people who sit up in Congress who are supposed to represent us who just say, oh, well, you know, you're just a conspiracy theorist it's like no they they literally are laying it out for us they're telling us here's what we're gonna do you know you'll own nothing and be happy you'll eat z bugs we've penetrated your cabinets i mean what how much what do they need to do like have a bond movie and they 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 you know play the evil villain I, i don't understand right nick
2: I think they already made a Bond movie about that with the uh, vaccinations. Yeah, uh, uh, you know, they already did. <laughs> perfect. It's
1: like it's almost like if it—it's it, so easy to see. I'm almost starting to question myself. Like, are we—are we the rubes who are—are—is are, this a distraction from something else? Like, because it's so obvious, right?
2: Yeah, how does nobody else see it? You know, Mayor Amschel Rothschild, he said, I, I care not who controls the nation's political affairs so long as I control her currency. And they do control our currency. You know, and it's you know, what blows my mind about all this, Craig, is that we send money over to Israel, a disgusting amount of money, all the time. Yes, we should support them. Yes, yes, yes. Now, what blows my mind about all this is that the money we send over to the UN is going over to these quote unquote Jewish organizations and there's probably 25 or 30 of them and and I've got the list and I'll I'll provide that later but I don't I I think the Soros is behind those ones in particular Um, but you know it blows my mind that, that they would do it like that because it's against the interest of Israel to harm the United States because we are their largest ally why are they uh, is their Israeli firms? Why are they trying to dilute and actually damage the United States? Get criminals and just people that we can't afford to help. You know, that's that's the truth of the matter. I mean, sure, there's all kinds of different circumstances that they could be in where they need help. The best thing to do is teach them how to fish so they can fish for themselves, not to give them all of our fish that we caught that day. Um, you know, and, and I, I don't know what the answer is, but uh, as far as I can tell. There is not a single person in Congress, in uh, anywhere, or anywhere that's supposed to be representing the United States people that has, besides President Trump, has stood up for us and never backed down. It's always been him. It's always been President Trump.
1: Let me play this clip. Uh, I want to play this clip. J.D. Vance just went over. They're having this Munich you know, security conference over there right now, all the big politicians are. That's where that clip came from that you heard earlier with Hillary Clinton. Um, But I want to play this clip of J.D. Vance because what he says here I think is very important. I'm pulling it up right now as we speak. I don't know why I can't find it right now. It's almost like it disappeared. Anyway, essentially what he said is that the reason we need – NATO to pick up their fair share of what's happening there and yes Israel all these countries are basically taking our money and you know doing basically using the money to undermine our national sovereignty and constitutional republic which is wild but it's true and if you see clearly then you understand that but he was talking about Germany finally coughing up the 2% that it owes in NATO dues and how you know we need NATO to pick up the slack and what he said was telling them and, and i don't know why i can 't find this clip now, but I will uh try to find it maybe if uh, if we have a second oh no, here it is. Let me play this real quick let me let, let me play this It's a minute long. I want to play this listen to this guys. I know people have heard what you know Trump said and
0: You know, they've criticized it, and they said, well, Trump is going to abandon Europe. I don't think that's true at all. I think Trump is actually issuing a wake-up call to say that Europe has to take a bigger role in its own security. Germany, just this year, will spend more than 2% of GDP, okay? Uh, That, of course, is something that we had to really push for in the United States, and it just now has finally cleared that threshold. But it's not just about money spent. How many mechanized brigades could Germany field tomorrow? Maybe one maybe one okay the problem with Europe is that it doesn't provide enough of a deterrence on its own because it hasn't taken enough of a it hasn't taken the initiative in its own security I think that the American security blanket has allowed European security to atrophy and again the point is not we want to abandon Europe the point is we need to focus as a country on East Asia and we need our European allies to step up in Europe Truer words have never been said. We're going to be back. Stay tuned. As 1360
7: continues to grow, we want to know what our listeners think. Tell us what you like. Tell us what you don't like. Give us your feedback. Go to 1360KHNC.com and hit the contact button and give us your thoughts. You are listening to KHNC. The roar, the roar of the Rockies. Of the Rockies.
11: Do you
1: Welcome back to Just Form Talk Radio with your host, Craig James and Nick no, You guys know in our final segment, we always leave you with a little bit of hope and encouragement. We do a little bit of scripture reading. Today is no different for our God's Grace is Greater segment. We're going to get into that in one second. But before we do that, Nick, you know, your final thoughts for the show. I know we just played that J.D. Vance clip. We didn't really get a chance to comment on it. But essentially the takeaway is we're trying to make uh, Europe strong enough to be an ally in the upcoming war against China. And that's what I think is, is the takeaway there, right?
2: Yeah. It, we, we're, in, we're in deep trouble, at least in, in regards uh, to all the, the finances there. You're talking about the European uh, commentary for, for not taking care of themselves, uh, defending themselves, right? Security. Right. Um, yeah, is we're 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 in a tight spot that's why Europe was invaded you know the, the, just like this is their model as we talked about they the euro they wanted to make the amero bush tried to push for this and there's a there's a famous um guy who's a director who Aaron Rousseau who said that that was their plan and they really did try it after and and he's, he's since died um, but that's their plan. They they want to make, as you said, economic zones. We'll have the Amero here and then the Euro and, and other ones. And that's why, you know, they kind of opened their borders. They relaxed them because they thought, okay, you know, everybody's going to be really nice and we're going to have a great Europe, uh, United Europe. And, and what happened was they all now have guns to each other, said, saying, yeah. we're not going to give you this if you don't they, do that. They got, they got it,
1: double-crossed. That's what happened. Um, mm-hmm. Nick please final thought before we do our scripture reading real quick
2: yes my final thought is that although things look dire and they are um, you know keep in mind that everything's gonna be alright keep your faith in God make sure you have enough supplies for your family and in the end God wins
1: amen and with that here's your scripture and encouragement Psalm 46 God is our refuge and strength, the helper who is always found in times of trouble, therefore, we will not be afraid, though the earth trembles and the mountains topple into the depths of the seas, though its waters roar and foam, and the mountains quake in the turmoil, there is a river, its streams delight in the city of God, the holy dwelling-place of the most high God is within her; she will not be toppled God. Will help her when the morning dawns. Nations rage, kingdoms topple, the earth melts when he lifts his voice. The Lord of hosts is with us. The God of Jacob is our stronghold. Come see the works of the Lord who brings devastation on the earth. He makes wars cease throughout the earth. He shatters bows and cuts spears in pieces. He burns up chariots. Stop your fighting and know that I am God, exalted among all the nations, exalted on the earth. Yahweh of hosts is with us, the God of Jacob is our stronghold, and that's what I want you guys to take with you today. Know that God is our refuge and our stronghold, and that in these times that are so uncertain, when we don't know what's going to happen tomorrow, we don't know if the economy's going to crash, we don't know if they're going to start another war, if if tomorrow the the world may not even be here, because what we have to do is get up every day as it's written, and say, if God wills it, we will go out and do great things for Him and make a profit and be successful, but only if God wills it. And in those times of trouble and despair and hopelessness and fear and anxiety, remind yourself of these simple words that God is our refuge and strength. And he is a helper who is always found in times of trouble. So that's what I want you guys to take with you today. Remember that. Share it with everyone you can. Make sure we don't just hold this to ourselves. We are meant to evangelize, to share the words, to go out and do it. If you haven't accepted Jesus, now's your chance. Open your heart, say a prayer, repent of your sin, and accept him as your Lord and Savior, and watch what he'll do. He can do great things. But with that being said... Thank you to everybody out there listening. Thank you to our audience. You guys make this show so much better. I can't imagine doing it without you guys. Uh, Thanks to Nick. Great show. Lots of information. We'll be back, God willing, tomorrow. Do it all over again. Get you the information that you're not going to hear from the liars and the fake news and, and every politician pretty much out there. So stay tuned. More great programs ahead. That's it for me, though. We'll see you tomorrow. Godspeed, and God bless each and every one of you, patriots.